You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, May the 31st of 2021. I am your host for the show and the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Happy Monday and happy Memorial Day to everybody. Hope everybody enjoys the long weekend. Also, remembering why we do have the long weekend, uh, remembering those that have lost their lives in service of this country. My thoughts and prayers are with the families of those um, that, that have lost loved ones um, in defending uh, freedom for our country, um, and I wish them um, that... They feel honored today because uh, the sacrifice of, of the families and of the men and women who have lost their lives uh, has not and will not go unnoticed. So happy Memorial Day. Hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the three-day weekend and enjoy this episode of Locked on Cardinals, which is brought to you in part by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully. Every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB network of local experts, and insightful analysis on the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Be sure to subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And whenever you get in your car or you're at home, be sure to tell your smart device to play Locked On Cardinals. You can find Locked On Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow, subscribe, leave a rating if possible. It's a busy weekend for the Redbirds as they take three out of four to Arizona. You would have liked to see a sweep, uh, but nevertheless, taking three out of four is always a victory. Not going to go too in-depth to all four games. Kind of hit on the major points of all four games in the second segment. Um... And the third segment is going to be a bit longer, um, but we're going to have a preview of the Dodgers series coming up tonight uh, with hosts, uh, one of their hosts, Jeff Snyder. He and I did a little 10-15 minute piece uh, about this upcoming series. We talked about the pitching matchup tonight. We talked about uh, Dodgers, Cardinals historically, season update, and uh, as you probably could have guessed, we hit on Albert Pujols as well. But for, before I get into game by game and so on and so forth, just a note, three out of four, that, that's great. That, that's a big win. Going to this Dodgers series with a little bit of momentum. Yes, the Cardinals did lose yesterday, but you go into it with a little bit of momentum. That's great. You still would have liked to see it be a little bit more of a sound series, if you will. Uh, Thursday, bullpen faltered just a bit, uh, so we had to go to extras. Friday, bullpen faltered just a bit. Um, Ponce de Leon did not falter um, all that much. So that became a close game. Friday, um, bullpen didn't really fall to it. Wainwright kind of lost gas, or Saturday rather. And then yesterday, Sunday, Diamondbacks kind of put the pedal to the metals, foot down the throat, whatever you want to call it. They, they did not let up. They broke their 13-game losing streak. Their then 13-game losing streak. And now the Cardinals sit at a one-game losing streak. And their record... Coming into the game today is 30 and 23. The Dodgers are 31 and 22. So record-wise, pretty comparable. Obviously, you might want to give the edge a little bit to the LA Dodgers, but nevertheless, Cardinals coming into play today are still in first place thanks to the Cubs' loss. They're half a game ahead of Chicago, two games ahead of Milwaukee, six ahead of the Reds, and nine and a half above the above the good old Buckos. Um, yeah, but just kind of to finish up the, the recap, I would have really liked to see 
more sound play. I saw some sloppy play yesterday. Uh, we saw, like I said, the bullpen. The offense w- was explosive at times. Other times, not so much. Um, yeah, th- again, 3 out of 4 is not bad, ever. Um, I'm not going to complain too much about 3 out of 4. But this, this Dodgers series is going to be a real test. Because now you've got one of the better teams in baseball. I'll argue probably one of the, you know, the top team in baseball. Definitely an argument could be made, although they have somewhat struggled a bit this year. But they're starting to get healthy. They've got their uh, Bellinger, their, their slugger back. So that's not good for St. Louis. So th- this is going to be a real test for me. Uh, for Not for me, for the Cardinals. And to, to kind of really gauge where the Cardinals are as a team. Are they going to be a fringe team? Are they going to, you know be buyers at the deadline? Are they going to stand pat? Are they going to be happy with their team? I don't think they should. I think they should be buyers at the deadline. Um, or are they a team that you know has has fooled us with their play early on? I don't think that's the case. Uh, but nevertheless, I do think that this is a good test because, like I've said this many times on this podcast, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right now, that, that includes beating the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, it's going to be Bauer Flaherty tonight, which should be super exciting. Eight 10 the first pitch there, 810 Central the first pitch, 910 Central tomorrow. John Gant versus the bullpen game. No starter announced as of right now for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then once again, 810 start on Wednesday. Martinez versus Bueller. Won't spend too much time talking about the preview of this one. But because um, I like I said, I talk about it with Jeff Snyder, but Really intriguing matchup tonight with Flaherty and Bauer, both outspoken guys, both very talented guys. Very, very talented baseball players. And then John Gant looking to continue the success he had against Chicago. And Martinez looking to really prove what kind of pitcher he is. Uh, is he going to take a no-hitter in the end of the sixth? Or is he going to give up three runs on six-plus innings? Which one's it going to be? Um, he has a 2.82 ERA over his last six outings. So we'll see if that streak continues. But we're going to go ahead and take our first break here in the show today. And then coming up next, we are going to do a little bit of a mini recap of short and sweet fire recap through the four game set against Arizona. Talk about the highlights, talk about these lowlights, if you will. Uh, but that coming up in just a moment. One of the show's sponsors today is Sports Trade. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. The platform allows you to buy and sell shares on your favorite players, just like in real stocks. A fair and exciting way to cash on your knowledge of sports, and they just added baseball to the platform. Making money with Sports Trade is simple, as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in the game, and the more points scored, the higher the value goes. Two, good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock and a rookie with huge upside, like Dylan Carlson with a home run yesterday, or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer, like an Adam Wainwright. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. We're also brought to you in part today by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and even insiders in real time. 
about your favorite team or sport, yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you in the locker room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me whenever I host a locker room, and you can follow me on Twitter where I announced that on LJ Fastball. Go ahead and download the free locker room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join MLB Group for the latest league updates. Follow me on Locker Room at LJ Fastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Cardinals. I'll be sure to talk to you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Let's go ahead and start with Thursday's game. Cardinals win 5-4. Story of this game, really, um, in my opinion, was Carlos Martinez. Like I said, the final line wasn't great. I, mean, I already talked about this game on Friday's episode, but just again, just a quick recap. Gallegos had his drill first struggle of the year. Cabrera didn't give up any earned runs, but he did give up his two inherited runners to score. But again, Martinez was was really, really good. Uh, the rest of the bullpen was great. I thought Ponce de Leon is a guy that can really flourish in that type of role that he has. Uh, or that, that he looks to be having of that little bullpen roll, maybe go two, three innings if needed, but really be solid for an inning because that, that fastball, in my opinion, it'll play in, in that role. He's got a really good fastball for a bullpen help. O'Neal with his first of many home runs over the weekend. So Yadi Ermolina playing hero in the 10th, but just, you know, overall solid win. Martinez kind of fell off the table there, but let's talk about the games I haven't talked about yet. Um... And that first one would be on Friday, May the 28th. Cardinals down the D-backs, um, 8-6. to six. Ponce de Leon, once again, he did give up an earned run, but he struck out two, gave up two hits over an inning and a third. Still thought he pitched really well. Oviedo just still doesn't seem to have it. Uh, Oviedo with, with six walks on Friday night. He, he, I, I really do think that he needs um, more time in the field. Or not the field, more time in the minor league level. He just needs more seasoning. Somebody that... I thought maybe needed more seasoning, but pitched really well was Jake Woodford. Holy cow, was he good. Six punch outs, two and two-thirds of an innings pitched. 3.65 ERA is what it's at now as it's lowered to. He was phenomenal on Friday night. Really saved the bullpen by getting some length out of it. Ryan Helsley continued to struggle. Uh, continued. He's had a couple of spot good starts here and there, uh, but he struggled again on Friday night. But again, Jake Woodford was really, really good. Um, Cardinals offensively jumped out to a four spot on the lefty Madison Bumgarner. They scored in the first inning of each game this series, uh, which, which is really, uh, that is encouraging to see because at least you're getting offense early and the guys are coming to the, coming to the plate locked in. Um, you on, on Friday to stick with that thing, we saw another home run, like I said, from O'Neill and Molina also hit, hit one out or I'm sorry, not O'Neill, Arnado hit one out real quick on Arnado. I don't know how in the world Nolanado hit that baseball out. That ball was a foot and a half, a foot and a half inside. That's just remarkable hands. I mean, if that baseball is deadened, then Arnado must have some serious, serious power. So big win there. Carlson saw, saw at least a double. He has been struggling a bit as of late, although he did at a home run yesterday, which I'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, but other than that, offensively, you know, not, not a whole lot to speak of that, that, that I haven't already spoken of. Uh, Sosa starting to cool off a bit. Lane Thomas is not a major league right fielder. I'll say that again. Lane Thomas is not a major league right fielder. He's got to go. 
but again, at this point, you just got to wait for Bader to be healthy and hope that the Cardinals can can right the ship or at least survive the ship a little bit. So again, 8-6 win on Friday. Saturday, another big win. Tyler O'Neill adds another home run to his tally. Uh, O'Neill has been just remarkable since coming off the uh, the IL for the second time this season. He was 3-5 for five on that Saturday game. Um, in his last seven games, he's 11 for 27, four bombs, nine ribbies, uh, a walk. So you would like to see him walk maybe a little bit more and 10 punch outs. 10 punch outs is not bad for, especially for a guy like O'Neill. 10 punch outs is probably as, as low as you're going to get for Tyler. What I mean by that is 10 strikeouts in seven games. That's, again, that's about as low as you're going to get. So O'Neill been really, really impressive. Like really, really impressive. Um, I really think he, he's having a, he's having a breakout year. And I think that he will continue to. Uh, we, Jeff and I will talk a little bit about O'Neill versus Bauer. Uh, Bauer might have his number tonight, but we shall see. Um, O'Neill was really the main offense. Uh, T- Lane Thomas did have a double. I will give him credit there. Good job, Lane Thomas. Um, Williams went one for two. Wainwright, I didn't think he looked terrible. I was able to watch this game. I just think that he, he ran out of gas a touch. Uh, he walked three and five innings. I mean, the, gave up four earned runs. Um, didn't give up any runs until that fifth inning, so he was really sharp through four. Just one of those times running out of gas. Bullpen held true on Saturday, though. Cabrera, Gallegos, Webb, and Reyes with a scoreless inning each. Uh, Cabrera gave up a hit and a walk in his inning. Gallegos gave up just a walk in his inning. Webb, a hit in his inning. That, As we saw yesterday, that does not mean that he's back. And Reyes with a hit and a walk and two strikeouts in his inning. So, bullpen lived up to the hype on Saturday. Really good to see there. Again, you, you really like to see these games be a little bit closer. And yesterday was just straight up ugly. Cardinals had two errors from Soso, one on Rondon, who made his major league, or, uh, season debut at least for the Cardinals. He went two for four yesterday. Uh, you know, 27-year-old second baseman played third yesterday. Um, it was not his um, MBW, excuse me, it was just his season debut. He's played for San Diego, Chicago, and Baltimore. Just one game for Baltimore, but nevertheless, Hasn't really put up incredible numbers at the minor league level of this season. Uh, 235, 301 on base, 482 slugging. So when he hits the ball, they tend to go for extra bases. Hasn't really put up two solid numbers since 2017 when he played across four teams. Um, from rookie all the way to triple-A ball that year. But they had less two hits yesterday, so good good game for, for Rondon. But th- this game came down to KK Kim and Tyler Webb being just completely and utterly... Just not fooling anybody, I think, is the way they put on the broadcast. Kim was only able to strike out one. Curveball wasn't working. Really, nothing was working. Uh, then Tyler Webb gave up five runs. Three of them earned, again, because of the, the errors that occurred. But I've said it before. Tyler Webb has had a couple of scoreless outings since I've said it, but he needs he needs to go. Tyler Webb is done. Uh, DFA, something. I have a feeling whenever Andrew Miller comes back that Webb will be done. Um, but Junior Fernandez had a nice outing, uh, two walks, but uh, everything else zeros and in two innings of work. Offensively, it was really nice to see Carlson get a, get a couple of hits. Uh, really nice to see him drive the baseball. Hit a home run first one since early April or, or April 6th. Uh, it was really nice to see him drive a baseball, something that he hasn't done in a while. So Cardinals fall 9-2, fell flat on their face. They benched, I mean, they had Arnado sitting, they had Edmund sitting, Having to get a pinch hit opportunity. I just they had Yachty sitting. I don't know why Schilt benched so many people on one day. 
doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Nevertheless, Cardinals do fall 9-2 as they enter this Dodger series at a 30-23 and 23 mark. That's all the talking I'm going to do for this segment. Uh, after a quick break, it'll be Jeff Snyder and myself talking more Cardinals and Dodgers baseball. Before I leave you with that, I do want to tell you that after you listen to this, listen to the Locked On Today podcast. They're talking about, is Nikola Jokic enough for the Nuggets? The Joker. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One more break, and then Jeff Snyder and I will talk baseball. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. And all of us Built Bar fans have a passion about their favorite flavors. They're missing out if you don't know all nine. They're coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, cherry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something for every one of these nine. Mine is double chocolate because I love me some chocolate. It's called double because they're all covered 100% in chocolate. If you haven't tried these flavors covered in chocolate, order a mix box where you get two of each flavors. And just because they're covered in chocolate does not mean they're not healthy. They have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. While some do jump up a little bit, 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, I'm Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers. And I'm Lucas Smith of Locked On Cardinals. And with the Dodgers and Cardinals set to square off in a three-game series starting tonight, we thought we would uh, talk some trash to each other. Actually, I don't think there's going to be that much trash talk. I did a crossover with the Ast- Locked on Astros guys last week. That thing was brutal. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I am. Sorry, I listened to that. We'll leave those comments for another time, but I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to finally get this crossover going. So it's good. Like we talked off air, first time that since I've started, Dodgers and Cardinals have played each other. Um, yeah, so, so it'll be good to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's it's not really a, a not technically a rivalry. They've never, you know, haven't been in the same division since divisions existed, uh, but they have made up in the, met up in the playoff a, f- a few times and uh, it has rarely gone the way I wanted it to. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think most recently, although my first playoff game ever was the Matt Holiday crotch game. So uh, I, I was a big <laughs> fan of that. The first one, playoff game I ever went to in person. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's been a while since the Dodgers and Cardinals have played anything that really mattered uh at but this this week you know uh every game is important for the Dodgers especially coming off three straight losses to the Giants and Albert Pujols uh is now a Dodger and uh maybe we'll save the Pujols talk for the end I do have a couple questions about that but uh yeah I I don't know what's your mindset for this coming in as as a Cardinals fan for this series with the Dodgers this is a real test because the Cardinals are coming off a three out of four win uh, at Arizona and you know any team that's a good team should take three out of four against Arizona. And you know, the Cardinals fell flat on their faces on Sunday. Um, so this will be a real test. You know, if you're if you want to be a good team, you've got to beat the best. And despite what the divisions say, I do think the Dodgers are probably the best team in the West. Um, the Giants keep surprising, but I do think if the Cardinals want to be the best, they've got to beat the Dodgers. And they have an ace going on on Monday night. And tonight's pitching matchup should be fun. Yeah, Jack Flaherty against Trevor Bauer is exciting on both sides. Both guys are having great seasons. Flaherty, you know, he, he's just so consistent uh, the last few years since he kind of came into his own. He's just so good and uh, probably fun for him coming back home to Southern California. 
to, to pitch against the Dodgers and Trevor Bauer, another native S- Southern Californian, you know, uh, these two guys pitching in Dodger stadium against each other, uh, it's gotta be a lot of fun for them. And I think it's going to be fun for, uh, anybody who likes pitchers duels. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, in high school, whenever I did play, which is rare anyways, but JV, but whenever I did play, I was always a pitcher, always a big fan of it. You know, th- these guys both know how to get outs and get a lot of outs consecutively. Um, there probably aren't going to be too many runs. You know, if, if both guys are on, it could be the first team to score one and that that's your ballgame. That, that's really what it could be if the, both these guys are on their games tonight. Yeah. Although the Dodgers just played a four game series with the Giants and the one game the Dodgers won was their bullpen game. You know, the Dodgers <laughs> have this great starting rotation, but the last time around they, they've struggled a little bit, you know, and Kershaw struggled, Julio struggled and Walker Bueller didn't quite struggle, but didn't, didn't get the win. And so, you know, I, I guess here's my question for you. If we find out that the Cardinals won the game Monday night off Trevor Bauer and put up four or five runs, what's the key to the Cardinals offensively to, to doing that? Who's driving the Cardinals offense right now? It's Ar- Nolan Arnato. I mean, Donald was a big offseason acquisition. He's probably been one of the hotter hitters. And honestly, you know, Yadier Molina continues to say, you know, kind of screw you to father time. He continues to hit the ball well. Uh, but the key for the overall Cardinal offense is going to be to, to not strike out. This is an offense that can be feast, feast or famine. Uh, Tyler O'Neill has also been red hot recently, but Bowers breaking balls really scare me with a guy like O'Neill. Um, you know, Bowers stuff cares me no matter who is hitting. Uh, but it'll really be a key to, to not strike out and to just you know, easier said than done me sitting here, but to make content against Trevor Bauer, because when the Cardinals tend to strike out, they tend to lose. Yeah. You know, there's part of me that's tempted to offer you a wager on whether Tyler O'Neill will even hit a fair ball against. <laughs> that's hard for me to picture. Like Tyler O'Neill yeah. got a ton of power and, and looks really good when his shirt gets ripped off after a big hit. <laughs> but, uh, but man, I can't picture that dude putting a ball in play against Bauer. <laughs> It'll be tough. It'll be really tough, especially if Bauer uses some foreign substances, which all of MOB thinks that he's using. Hey, well, maybe he needs to uh, just rub his hand on Yachty's chest protector. Really <laughs> yeah, maybe, or maybe a ball will stick back to the chest protector like it did a couple of years ago. Yep. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, so what, what's the key for, for Bauer to pitch well? I mean, as been, you mentioned, he's had a good year. What, what's been going right for Bauer over the last couple of starts? It really comes down to command. Um, his last start against the Astros wasn't a great one and it mostly boiled down to command. And, you know, if he can put the ball where he wants to uh, he's got so many different pitches, he's got four or five different pitches, you know, and if he can command even three of them on any given night, he's going to be really tough to beat because if you got a guy who can throw three pitches effectively, you know, even a guy like Nolan Arenado, we we've seen him. I mean, we Dodger fans, we've seen Arenado a lot <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and he's kind of a feast or famine guy too. You know, he, you, he goes through stretches where you can throw him a slider six inches off the plate and he's flailing at it. Just, you know, not seeing. And, and I think a guy like Bauer has more potential to exploit that sort of weakness because he has such a good fastball. His fastball is one of the best pitches in baseball, you know, effectiveness wise this year. And mm-hmm. then he's got that slider and he's got a bigger curveball, and and he's even throwing a changeup sometimes. So, you know, if he can, uh, if he can fool hitters and command his pitches, that, that's the key. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun night on Monday. And this is really the second key matchup for Flaherty. He pitched against his high school buddy uh, last last Monday in Lucas Giolito. Didn't really step up to the challenge. He struggled. So I'm looking forward to see what Flaherty can bring. So let's move on. we got two other games to talk about before we head out. John Gant gets the ball on Tuesday night, according to MLB.com. The Dodgers don't have anybody listed. Do you know who's going for the Dodgers on Tuesday or who might it, go? 
it's going to be a bullpen game. The okay. Dodgers only have four starters right now. And uh, until Tony Gonsolin is healthy, they are just running a bullpen game every fifth game. And so that's what they're going to do. Like I said, they won the bullpen game against the Giants. Uh, they won the a bullpen game against the Giants the previous weekend. Um, and, and so it is actually, no, no, the bullpen game was the previous series anyway, but they, they've done pretty well with their bullpen games, but really bullpen games are scary because you're depending on five or six guys to be on at the same time, or you're depending on your offense to carry it. And now a bullpen game against John Gant is probably a better, a better bet than a bullpen game against Jack Flaherty or, or Carlos Martinez. So mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, timing wise, it, it works out. Okay. I, I like their chances better to put up a few runs to help the bullpen in, in that game on Tuesday night. Well, Tuesday night might be a long game and partly because bullpen game, a lot of changing, but also John Gant walks a lot of batters. So that, that'll be a key for, for me. Whenever Gant walks less than three guys, which has only been two or three times this year in his nine or 10 starts, he pitches well. You know, his ERA is really low, you know, 1.81. That, that's microscopic, but he's only averaging from four innings a start. So he's not getting deep in a game. So he, he struggled with control throughout the course of this year. So I look for Tuesday night just to be a longer game just because of all the balls thrown and, and the pitching changes. To me, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday are both toss-ups for me in terms of who, who wins, Cardinals, Dodgers. Wednesday, I give the advantage to L.A. with, with Bueller on the bump. Yeah, Bueller going, you know, like I said, he he didn't do great in the start against the Giants, but uh overall Bueller, he he he's had a few starts this year where he just wasn't getting the strikeouts, and then he's had a few starts where he's striking everybody out. And that's gonna be the key for him is to to get those strikeouts. And uh, you know, he, he's got such good stuff, and it's weird when he doesn't get strikeouts. And again, it comes down to command for him too, mm-hmm. uh, because if he's throwing the pitches where he wants to, his fastball is right up there with with uh Bauer's fastball as far as effectiveness and hard to hit and so you know it it is going to come down to Bueller being effective but uh I wanted to ask you about Carlos Martinez you know he's not the uh you know it it seems like forever ago that Carlos Martinez was this fireballing prospect and stuff yeah he's he's still relatively young but he never you know he's definitely not that guy anymore that that we used to be looking forward to and he's kind of reached that age where it's like okay maybe we've seen Carlos Martinez's peak. Do you think that's right? There's definitely an argument for that. There have been times this year where he just looks locked in. He went eight innings in a start, uh, two starts ago. He's, he's still a fireball in the sense of he's kind of a hothead. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to yeah. get out of him. I mean, he, he tweaked his ankle celebrating a hit or a home run two weeks ago that put him on the IL. So he still plays like he's a fireball 21 year old coming out of the bullpen, but you know, I've always been a fan of Martinez, but it does come to a point. You're right. Of like, okay, you can only be good in a couple of years before those years run out. And I think that this really is going to be a make or break year for Martinez which to say, Hey, are we, are we done? Like, is this, is this the best we're going to get two all-star years and a couple of mediocre bullpen years. Um, but, but so far he's, he's had a couple of really good starts and a couple of not so good starts. So it seems to, he's either feast or famine pitching wise. He's either going to shut you down or he's going to give up a lot of hits. He's got 5.1 strikeouts per nine, which is not what we uh, expected from him a few years ago. And right. uh, do you think that, like, do you think there's potential for that to improve this year? Yes. In his most recent start against Arizona, he struck out six and in three innings. I mean, he he, went, he pitched six no hit innings overall, so the strikeouts went down. I think that's a combination of his maybe his stuff's wearing down, but also he is getting up there, and I think he's learning how to pitch a little bit more. You know, some guys don't have the stuff to strike out ten a game and be successful. You know, if you're going to strike out seven, but go seven, then I'll take that any day, any day of the week. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the, uh, the Pujols in the room. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's been 10 years since Albert Pujols was a Cardinal. Yeah. And yet, you know, I mean, it was just what 2019 that, that the angels went back to St. Louis and Pujols got the huge ovation, hit a home run, you know, and it was, it was like, he had just, it was like he, it was his first season away from St. Louis, even though it had been eight years at that point, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously this is at Dodger stadium. Uh, the Dodgers don't go to St. Louis till later in the year. And, you know, but, you know, there are still Molina, Wainwright, some of those guys who were there when, when he was there. Uh, what's the, what is it about Albert Pools and St. Louis that even all these years later, it's still such a draw? It goes deeper than the stat card. I mean, we can all look up the stats. We can all see the bold numbers on baseball reference for leading the league for pretty much in any statistical category over his 10 years. It's a type of person Albert is and was. Um, he was so charitable. He opened up a bunch of different baseball fields in the city. You know, there's too much, too much goodness to tell, to be honest with you. Um, he, he just created such a bond with the city of St. Louis through his charitable acts and the type of person that he is. I mean, it, I was at one of those games two, two years ago in 2019, uh, not, not the home run game, but the game before. And that was one of the bigger ovations I've ever experienced as a fan. And it was for an opposite, you know, an opposing player. So the bond that he created in St. Louis is one that I don't think will ever be broken. I still think he'll get a statue at Bush Stadium someday. Yeah. And he's going to be wearing a Cardinals hat in Cooperstown in a few years. You know, that's a, uh, both of those things are foregone conclusions. He will be a Hall of Famer right. and he will be wearing a Cardinals hat. There's no question about it. And so, you know, maybe that's part of it too, that, you know, even though it's been 10 years, you know, there's still that we know in the future and not very far in the future, he is going to be tied to St. Louis again and this time forever. Yeah, I mean, he's already immortalized. I mean, like you said, we saw that in the in the ovation and the what, what he got. He's already spoken up so highly. When he became a free agent, I was texting a couple of people, DMs on Twitter. You could probably you would be very hard pressed to find a Cardinal fan that didn't want him. And he seems to be doing well with LA. Hit two or three home runs. Got robbed of one the other night. So you know, there's an argument to be made just on the baseball field. The Cardinals might have needed him, but for the most part, people were throwing baseball out the window. They just wanted Albert in Cardinal red again. That's all they wanted. They didn't care whether or not if it was the right fit or not. They just wanted Albert, and that was a lot, really really disappointing when he went to the when he went to the Dodgers. Yeah, it's kind of sad just how how the whole thing works because. Uh, you know, he went to Anaheim because they were willing to pay him the most. And in hindsight, you know, the Cardinals got a ton more value than what they paid for him. And the angels got a ton less, you know, but he's still, you know, the the value he's put up is still probably a couple hundred million dollars more than what he's made. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, the, the Cardinals got like $470 million worth of, of production from him. uh, Oh yeah. Easily for 50 million bucks or whatever they paid him over those 10 years. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, he, he is a, a great, like you said, on, in every aspect on the field and off the field, he's a hall of famer. And so it's been fun. It's been fun to have him in, in Dodger blue. And like you said, he did hit two and a half home runs this weekend against the Cardinals. <laughs> the one that actually would have mattered was the one that got robbed right. <laughs> in the losing causes, but you know, it's all right. The one thing he's still pretty darn good at hitting left-handed pitching and that's what they got him for what they need him for. So, uh, and, and the leadership obviously in the clubhouse, on the field, off the field. He's, he's a leader and, and it's fun to have him in Dodger blue. Everybody looks better in Dodger blue anyway. Uh, well, that's a different podcast. I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, he, Albert looks good in red, man. He's been, he's been red for 19 years, even in Anaheim. It was, it's tough to see him in that Dodger blue. It really is. Yeah. I, I can imagine that he does. Look good in red too, so. All right. Yeah. 
he looks good on the baseball field. He does. He looks a lot better than he did two weeks ago at Anaheim. So uh, real quick, put you on the spot. I'll, I'll, I'll go on the spot after this. What's your prediction for this three-game set? I think the Dodgers uh, win two out of three. Um, I, I think they – yeah, I, I don't even know if I want to – and my, my gut instinct is Dodgers are going to bounce back and sweep the Cardinals, but yeah. I don't want to say that when I know your fans are listening. And I also don't want to pick which one of the three games I think the Dodgers are going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not very good at this impartiality thing, you know? So Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'll just say Dodgers went two out of three and, and you know, leave it at that. What do you think? I think trying to stay as impartial as I can, I, I, I tend to agree. I do see a route for the Cardinals to take two out of three if they can steal a win against Bueller or Bauer um, and then, you know, maybe take that bullpen game on Tuesday. But I just think the Dodgers are too good. They're getting, I think they got Bellinger back. We didn't even talk about that. But I think they got Bellinger back. That's another lefty that, that's tough for Cardinal pitching. I do think the Dodgers take two out of three. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> you know, it should be fun. And, and it will know, be. It, it's a classic. Two best uniforms in baseball. We didn't even yep. mention that. I agree uh, with that. So it's, and the Dodger white is at Dodger stadium. I think it's the best, you know, although the Cardinals home uniform, I think I like more than their road too, but, uh, but yeah, best uniforms in baseball, two classic teams. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for the Cardinals. Uh, and, you know, I hope that, uh, I hope you're not too sad when the Dodgers sweep them. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk again on Wednesday, maybe, and we'll, we'll, we'll I'll be able to, 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 to complain about the whole series, but how it was the umpire's fault and everything else for that matter. But I agree. Yeah, 2021. <laughs> it would. Yeah. But yeah, I agree that the two, these are the two uniforms that don't need any alternates. You know, the Cardinals have one, but they don't, they don't need them. These are two classics. So tell my listeners where they can find you, Jeff. Yeah, I am on Twitter at Snydog and obviously Locked On Dodgers. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers and find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. How about you, Lucas? At LJ Fastball on Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram, the show at LO underscore Cardinals. And just as Jeff said, anywhere you get your podcast, I'm on there. Awesome. Thanks, Lucas. You bet. Thank you.